this is Kelly Craywick. Welcome to the Coffee with Kelly podcast. Every morning, God downloads little tidbits of encouragement into my life, and I would like to share it with you. So grab your favorite cup of coffee, and let's take a moment to chat. So um, I'm reading through the book of Job, and we're going to start that and go into part two. Yesterday, we um, went through like the first 12 verses of the first chapter. So I'll kind of start in chapter or verse 13, and we'll work into chapter two. But before I go there, I mean, I, I want to just say the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because God is really, right now, showing me the importance of the relationship that I have with Him. And and in that, I'm thinking, wow, you know, I remember people saying things about people like they're so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. Have you heard people say that? Man, that is a lie from the pits of hell. Satan has got people believing so many lies. And I keep telling, I, I, I'm totally frustrated. So I'm, I'm going to step on a soapbox here for just a minute because Greg and I started doing the youth group at the church a year ago, and God has done so many things. Like He's done amazing things. I've watched Him move in youth, in young adults, in their lives in miraculous ways, and it's been awesome. And and you know, I watch people. This is what I I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not judging, but I watch people in their relationship, and the truth is, I. I watch them because I know what I did. I remember being a youth in church. And I'm sure my youth pastor watched me and thought, oh, she loves the Lord. Look at her. She's doing this. She's on the worship team. You know, she comes to every youth event. And then I see what my life turned out to be. And I feel so sad because of all the time that I wasted in relationships and chasing after things that were not important. I mean, really, it just almost brings me to tears because I wasted time that I could have been using to learn who God was, to build a relationship with him. And now I'm like, I feel like I have to just like push, push, push to keep building that relationship because I don't want to miss it. I, I want to do whatever God has for me because I realize, and I'm like, God, I'm so sorry because I know who you are. You're the creator of the universe. And I, I, don't, I don't deserve anything. Everything I have is because of you, God. Everything I have, the breath in my lungs, he is the creator. Do you not understand the magnitude of that? All he has to do is speak. When we get into Job, we see fire came from heaven. The winds came and they destroyed and that is the power of God. And as you read through the book of Job, you find out that you have no place to question him. You don't understand. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, 89, Indeed, my plans are not like your plans, and my deeds are not like your deeds, says the Lord. For just as the sky is higher than the earth, so my deeds are superior to your deeds, and my plans superior to yours. We will never understand God. And, 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 and I, I'm, I'm sad because I see, I, I'm right here and I'm working with them and I'm watching them and I'm thinking, oh, come on, you guys, where are you? I got this food and I'm offering it to you. I got a banquet. You don't even have to do anything. All you have to do is come and eat. 
And you don't want it. You don't want it. And you know, some of them, they're young. They've got homework to do. They've got sports that they play. And I get that. But parents, what is important to you? I want my kid to do really well because they're going to get a scholarship and they're going to go to college and they're going to make lots of money and they're going to change the world. But do they know Jesus? Are you feeding them at home? I hope you are. And I'm not, I'm not judging you, but are you feeding them at home? Because they're getting fed all kinds of things at school and they're getting fed all kinds of things in their sports and they're getting fed all kinds of things in this world and it is not God. It is not God. God told me, Kelly, do not conform to the world. Do not bring these kids into this youth group and play games with them and take them places and show them how wonderful everything can be. Show them my word because they're going to need it. They're going to need it. And if they don't know my word, they will believe anything anyone tells them. There is no truth in the world anymore. There is no truth. Everybody's lying. You can't, everybody's lying. You're lying. I don't care. You're lying to me. Yeah, I'm okay. I just was tired. And I, okay, you're lazy. God's not important to you because if he was, you would have been at youth group. You would, and, and I'm sorry, Are you reading your Bible? I feel like you're lazy. You don't get up on Sunday morning and you don't go to church. And then you want to say, God, why is my life like this? Why am I struggling? Well, I don't know. Read Job. Job was blameless and upright before God and he still saw suffering. But the difference is, in Job, he had a relationship with God. Every day, he offered a sacrifice. God, forgive us if we've done anything. If my kids have done anything, forgive them. And if we read as we go through here, starting in verse 13, about all the things that happened to Job. I mean, one day his sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and he said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing nearby and the Sabans attacked and carried them off. They put the servants to the sword and I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. And while he was still speaking, another messenger came and said, the fire of God fell from the sky and it burned up the sheep and the servants and I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. And while he was still speaking, another messenger came and he said, the Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on your camels and carried them off. They put the servants to the sword and I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. And while he was still speaking, yet another messenger came and said, Your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine at the oldest brother's house when suddenly a mighty wind swept in from the desert and it struck the four corners of the house and it collapsed on all of them and they are dead. And I am the only one who escaped to tell you. And at this, Job got up and he tore his robe and he shaved his head and he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. What does it mean to be blameless and upright? Are you blameless and upright? I don't know if I would be that way. I mean, maybe now, maybe now in my relationship with God, I would be that way. 
I, I, it was so hard to lose my mom, and I, 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 it was so hard, but I know the peace of God, so m- maybe now. But I look at my life, and I look at other people, and I listen to them, and I think, man, you just don't get it. Won't you please get it today? Won't you please understand who God is? On another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Hmm, like he doesn't know, right? And Satan answered the Lord, from roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it. Oh, there's his normal response. (laughs) But God knows, right? And then the Lord said, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. God recognizes that there was no reason for him to go after Job. But he's proven a point. Man, God doesn't care, does he? Man, he doesn't care. He just keeps putting it on Job. He just keeps putting it on Job. It really looks like God doesn't care. I did this because you told me to, but he's still serving me. See, I told you he would. Is this, what is this? Are we all just like pawns in this little game that God, that Satan plays with God? I mean, what, you know what I mean? Like, you, can you read this and really think what in the world is going on right now? Or do you see the big picture? And that's what this whole book is about, seeing the big picture. Do you see the relationship that God and Job have? that Satan has no idea about. Because God is like, listen, there are people who love me and it doesn't matter what you try to do to them. They will serve me. They will follow me because they know who I am. You can lie all you want to. Job knows who I am. And so Satan said, well, he's in your hands. Oh, okay. So no, here he says, a man will give all he has for his own life. But stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones and he will surely curse your face. Oh, so now he's like, okay, God, excuse me, if you take everything from him, you know, that's one thing. But if you go after him physically, oh, he's going to curse you because he cares about his life. Selfishness. I care about myself. Isn't that the world we live in now? Isn't that it? I hear it. You be you. It's okay. You be you because I'm me and I don't need to, I don't care what you do me. It's all about me. And it's all about you can be who you are and I'm going to be who I am. No. What's the truth? So Satan went from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. And Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. And his wife said to him, are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. And Job replied, you're talking like a foolish woman in all this. He said, shall we accept from God good and not trouble? And then in all of this, Job did not sin in what he had said. So, you know, I sort of, I I, I I read that and I'm like, man, I totally get that. I totally get that. This woman has lost everything, her children. I know people who have lost their children and I see what it's done to them. And, and I got to say, guys, it's about the choice that you make. 
Because once you choose to decide that God is bad, man, it takes you down a path that, you know, God did this, God did this to me, and you're angry with God. Once you allow that anger to come into you, once you allow, you make that choice that you're angry, it will eat you up. It's like a poison. You've put the noose around your neck, and now Satan can tighten it. It doesn't change what happened, but she's angry. Curse God and die. And what does Job say? He doesn't drink the poison. He doesn't put the noose around his neck. It doesn't say that he understands, but he does say, I am accepting good from God, but I can't accept trouble. Man, the perspective There again, it's his relationship with God. All the time he spent offering to God, all the time he spent asking and giving those sacrifices, that relationship, it was building. All those times he was thankful for all the blessings that God gave, the appreciation, the love he must have had for God because of everything that he had. It seemed like God just kept blessing him. And then when trouble comes, he's like, how can I, he's blessed me all of this. I still won't turn. I still, I bless God. You know, I still, and, and you know, as we go further and we just like, then his friends come. It, it, it's as if it can't get any worse. Imagine, because I can think about it. If it was me, and, and I know how hard it is for me to keep my perspective when Greg gets upset, right? Like, man, if he, we can't both have a bad day on the same day or it's, it's bad, <laughs> So, you know, God knows. And so, so even when Greg's having a bad day, I can maybe encourage him. And so, you know, Job's just trying to give his wife a little perspective here. Don't be foolish, you know? And, I, and I've said that to Greg, and I know he said it to me. And sometimes I have to go back to him and apologize. Man, I'm really sorry. I lost my pers- perspective there. That's what the devil does. That's what he's doing in my youth group right now. You guys have school to do. You better study. You're gonna fail. If you don't, if you go to church on Wednesday night, you're not gonna have enough time to study, and you're gonna flunk this test. So they spend the whole night studying, and the next day they go, and and they are so tired, and they have no God in them because they haven't they haven't spent the time with God that they usually do. I know what's going on. Listen, if you're not in your Bible every day, if you're not eating every day from God, if God is not feeding you, what goes in will come out. You can't put it, it, it's just it's you can't put rotten things in and expect good things to come out. But when you put good things in, good things are going to come back out. And if you're not going to church and you're not feeding yourself and you're not reading your word, you are not communicating with Jesus. Your peace, your calm because the storms are going to come. And, and you can't expect to run to Jesus in the middle of the storm if you haven't been talking to him and expect to even understand when he tells you something. Do you see what I'm saying? If you don't know me and I explain something to, and, and, and you come to me and you're like, help me, help me. I can't give you calm because we haven't, had a, we haven't been talking. And everything I say, is not going to make sense to you. You're like, oh, you just always say that, 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 that. But if you know me and you've been talking to me, and I say, it's going to be okay. You're all right. You can do this. You're, you're going to be like, yeah, you're right. I remember we talked yesterday and this is what you said. See, there's nothing for you to grab onto. Does that make sense? I, I'm sorry that I kind of, this got long and I went on a soapbox, but I just really want you to understand the importance of a relationship with God. 
because you can't go through the fire without your suit on. There's fire retardant suits that people wear and it helps them so they don't get burned when they're in the fire. And that is what you need. The reason why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did so well in the fiery furnace was because they had been praying. They had been worshiping God every day, three times a day. They they were worshiping God all the time. When they got put into that fiery furnace, they had no doubt either God was going to show up or they were going to show up before God. But they were going to see God. They had no doubt. You see what I'm saying? I want to encourage you today. Like I said, I'm sorry this went so long. It's already been like almost 17 minutes, which is longer than I wanted to be. But I hope that you're blessed. And, And I want you to be like Job. Have that relationship. Don't be foolish.